the time to build relationships with with the people at your location or wherever you are on your team, that's what's going to make you win at the end of the day. That's what's going to further advance your influence on your team is by building those relationships. And so a lot a lot of folks want to rush that step. And, and I've learned you can't rush that. You have to be genuine and it takes time. Taking the time to, to build that relationship, don't rush that. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. This is Dr. Amber Selking, Vice President of Leadership and Culture here at LCI. And I am thrilled and excited to be with two of our guys, even though I know you're listening to this and you're not watching it, even though they uh, both decided to wear Michigan jerseys here into Go, blue. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, uh, we're going to have an awesome conversation today. Two of uh, some of our oldest and best, not oldest oh, in age, yeah. oldest in tenure, yeah, yeah. oldest in time invested, sweat invested, blood and tears invested uh, into our leadership and culture journey here at LCI. So Steve Slokey, Pat Moore, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you having us on here and going to represent the Chelsea Division well. Yeah. Thanks, Amber. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, you know, again, here at the Academy, our whole hope and intent is that we come alongside of other organizations that are on your own leadership and cultural journey. Uh, we don't claim to have it all figured out, but we do claim to have uh, tried a lot of things over the last right. several years and learned a lot along the way that, again, the Academy is there to serve other organizations or leaders who are on your own leadership and culture journey. So if there's any way that we can come alongside of you from a speaking standpoint, from a training standpoint, or from a a leadership coaching standpoint, please shoot us an email directly, academy at lci1.com, and we can chat about what that might look like. Uh, But without further ado, we're going to turn into a conversation with these guys. Again, um, some key leaders here in our our organization, uh, specifically within Chassis. So at LCI, we're a, a global manufacturing company company with different divisions. Uh, maybe one of you guys just share a little bit about what is the chassis division at LCI? What do you guys do? Well, we uh, we fabricate uh, through welding and uh, and with steel parts, we fabricate the, the chassis that goes underneath uh, all the RVs in America. Really, 90% of RVs in America are built, uh, the, the chassis are built by, by Lippert and, and our group. So, you know, the largest chunk of that being in Indiana, but we also have locations in California and Oregon and Texas and Pennsylvania. And so, yeah, we are the foundation of the of the of the RV. We, you know, they they uh, they can't start their day without the chassis, and that's that's what we provide to them. So, um, in simple terms, we pick parts, we weld it together, we powder coat it, and we ship it to our customer. That's awesome. You know, and I think about it too, just in terms of the chassis division within LCI, you know, it was one of the first, right, divisions that we have yeah. here. Um, Jason Lippert, our CEO, started off in chassis mm-hmm. division as well. And we think about just the foundation of our culture as mm-hmm. a business, you know, it's sort of like the foundation of a chassis in an RV. So it's a, it's a pretty cool similarity when I think of you guys. Collectively, you guys have been here for 35 years, yeah, right? But like a lot. such young bucks, though. I mean, if you could just see their faces right now, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. They don't look a day over 25. That's right. Um, but combined, been here 35 years. So I would love to hear just what are some of the lessons that you have learned as leaders over your time here at LCI. Maybe Steve, we'll start with you. Yeah. So I mean, the biggest thing walking in, I think we all come from a, a lot of us come from a sports background. So we have some type of leadership captains of our teams, maybe, or even if you're coming from a different part of the RV industry or somewhere, you've had leadership. 
but coming in and, and not having being humble and building that trust from our team members is the biggest thing that I learned walking through the door 17 years ago over here at Plan 19. So I played football, I was captains of teams, and then came in and, and had to humble myself because I knew nothing about welding. And these guys really want you to get in there and dive in and do exactly what they're doing on a daily basis because that's how you build your trust. And that's how you get your team members to believe in you when you do want to change the process or you do want to get something going and, and get rally cries going out there and get some initiative going and um, work instructions that have never been put in place here for a while in chassis divisions and they believe in you they trust you they know that you're not going to make them do anything that you want to do out there so staying humble also is i think we all think we're good leaders and we all come in and we think we can conquer the world but knowing that those guys had more information and more knowledge than you ever have walking in so staying humble learning everything you can from these guys and i still have guys here that are on the chassis division that taught me from day one and I remember them pounding on the frame because I was slowing them down on day one, but just staying humble and learning from them is the biggest thing that I learned from my journey here over 17 years. So. Yeah. And before you go, Pat, and you guys have something coming up again on Friday. What do you, what do you call that? So we have Leader on the Line Day. So this is where, I mean, we actually have fun with it. So we go, all the leaders in the chassis division go in the different departments, and uh, we're strategic about it, and we get out there and we actually weld. And Chuck was on the lines welding last time, our vice president, and all of us go through. So a lot of us are going to spend half a day in one department, and then we'll go to another, spend the second half in, in another department. And it's huge. The morale that you get from the team members is boosted so much, and they go crazy about it to see their leader out there working with them side by side. Yeah, leader on the line. So regardless of what business you're in, right, you've got a front line of your business. And so, you know, that can be as easy as getting out there with your people and working alongside of them. So here's the other thing I, I think, Steve, a lot of times people tell me, well, we, we don't have time to do that kind of stuff right now, right? We're really busy. Yeah. Well, talk maybe a little bit about how busy the RV industry is just yeah. as a blip, but then why even amid the crazy demand, why do you still make time to do something like leader on the line? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're crazy. We are honestly 100, 140% probably more. I mean, we thought we were coming back to 40% of what we were building March before. And we're obviously killing that all out of the water. So I think we make time and we know that we are not, can we be able to take care of the customer unless we're taking care of our teammates? So we block out time, and I think me and Pat are very strategic about this, and, I, and we look at our calendars, and we block out blocks of time where we don't have meetings, so we don't get another, another meeting set up. And we know, and I think we're more boots-on-the-ground leaders, I think, uh, that, that we can say, and we always compliment each other on that, is that we're out there on the floor more with our team members because at the end of the day, they're going to make or break you if we're going to make it to the customer on time. And we have pride that we are going to hit 99% on-time delivery. And I think I know our goal as a company is 95, but in chassis, we say 99%. And our pride is we're going to hit that every day. And those team members are going to what's going to make us break us in that. But also in the community and taking care of their families. If we're out there showing them we're going to do everything we can to get you home to your family quicker, then they realize and they will, they will go the extra mile for you. And, and when you ask them, hey, we have a hot order and we got to get it done and you're going to stay a couple more hours, oh, for sure, we'll get that done for you. And, and we have no questions asked. So I think that's why we, we are pretty uh, strategic about making sure we spend time on the floor. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Pat, you're up. I'm up. All right. You know, uh, just... To touch on what Steve says, I guess, you know, something that I've learned over my career here at LCI is to not not rush the journey and stop and enjoy it. You know, in time, you know, spending the time to build relationships with, with the people at, at, at your, your location or wherever you are on your team, that's what's going to make you win at the end of the day. That's what's going to 
you know, further advance your influence on your team is by building those relationships. And so a lot, a lot of folks want to rush that step. And, and I've learned you can't rush that. You have to be genuine and it takes time. It takes time and it takes, it takes uh, again and again and again type of attitude with, with everybody. You've got so many different types of people. And so taking the time to, to build that relationship, don't rush that. Um, you can't skip the learning. Steve just talked about jumping down on the front line and, and spending that time learning your operation. Again, that tool, you might not feel like it's useful at the moment, but I promise in time, for you to accomplish your, your dreams, you've got to have that learning. You've got to be able to speak that language. And so um, not skipping on in that learning. You got to put the time in to be the to be the best version. You got to have a bond with your team and your leaders. And later again, you know whatever that game, whatever the game is, whatever the scoreboard that you're trying to reach, you're so tied together that it's a force, and and it's no longer a struggle. It's no longer a challenge. You're a team. You're a family, and and challenges come and go, and and you accomplish them. And you do that because you have a total base. You have that trust. You have that relationship, and you've built that. And so. You know, I've been, I've tried to rush in my life and, and uh, I, I, you know, that's something that I would say I've learned in my career. That's awesome. I, I know we have a difference of opinion in college football teams, uh, but I think that we can all both respect some of the legendary coaches that have been a part of our historic programs of Notre Dame and, and Michigan. And I actually had a chance to sit down with Coach Era um, a month before he passed. And that is actually one of the things that he said. You know, I asked him, like, what advice would he give coaches coming into a new program? And he said, you, you, can't, you can't escape time in building relationships. And time, nothing makes up like time, right? And so, you know, that's something that it, it does take those investment hours mm-hmm. and they're just hours that you have to accumulate to build that bond and that trust because people are so different mm-hmm. and to be able to learn each other. And I think that that's, that's a pretty powerful statement. So, uh, you know, 17 years, have each of you been here 17 years? He's actually 18. 18? He has me by one year. Yeah. So don't worry, we can pee a little bit all the time. <laughs> so I hear about that all the time. A little bit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're 17 years. How have you? 18 years. I'm sorry. <laughs> and 17 years. years. Yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll pat start. We'll we'll start with you on this one, Pat, because yeah. you won this one. So, you know, over your 18 years here, how have you seen our culture grow and change and evolve sure. here at LCI? Yeah, I mean, being here 18 years, starting in, uh, the company was was trying to get their foot in the RV business. It was a it was a different scoreboard. Measuring success at the end of the day looked different than what it looked today. We wore the LCI logo um, as a badge that represented, you know, that we were tough and we had the ability to, to um, when, you, when you got knocked down, you, you, you got right back up. And, and, and the, if you wore those, if you wore that shirt or that jacket, that's what it meant is that you could take that looking and keep on going and whatever it takes mindset. Today, we think more of the, the LCI logo and, and, uh, and, and our culture and it still stands for grit, determination, and, and the whatever it takes attitude. But it represents today a culture that promotes community involvement. It represents, you know, it, it promotes volunteering in the towns of the, the areas that we live and we work. A culture that values doing the right thing, um, and a culture that that wants to know that we have opportunities uh, when we have opportunities to be better. We want we want to know that from people. We want people to be vocal about where there's opportunities, so we can take steps to get better. But it's a culture of, of including everyone and. And, uh, and, and back, you know, 18 years ago, the, the culture was, was about servicing customers. That was, that was our number one goal. And, you know, I think through Jason recognizing that, uh, that sending people home 
you know, with frustrations and, and, and heartache because of the stress that we have, we, we lose people and it's really hard to build teams and to be successful. And so we got really good at reacting and we got really good at servicing our customers, but it was, it was a circle back at the plant because we were losing people. And so I think Jason giving the authority and maybe the license to care about people and it being a strength of a, of a leader, I think really opened up the gates for all of us to say, well, this is, this is deep down inside. This is who we want to be. And really, to, to be honest, day to day, this is who we are. But, but stress gets the best of you and, and, and customer you know, deadlines get the best of you. But it just gave us the license to, to really understand what it means to care for somebody and want them to be part of your, your family or to, to, to feel the, you know, the, the power of sending somebody home in a better mood than when they came in. So you know, transition in culture, like we were winning then, you know, what we thought we were winning that scoreboard, what we thought it was. And today that scoreboard has just changed. And today it's about, you know, caring about people. And, and again, what Steve said earlier, we care about our people and they take care of our customers for us. So yeah, it's like taking, taking care of our customers at the expense of our people or taking Mm -hmm. care of our people and allowing that to, to take care of your customers. And again, for just you listeners, like hear what Pat said. I mean, Jason, as the senior most leader, putting that stake in the ground saying, this is this is who we're going to be and how we're going to operate, simply gave guys that had the right hearts to begin with permission to live in that way. Mm-hmm. Like we believe that as human beings, like we're wired for connection. We're wired to be really good at whatever we do. Like people don't wake up and like can't wait to be average today, <laughs> you know, but, but a lot of times it takes people almost giving people permission to be great, permission to live in alignment with what we really know is right in our hearts. And so if you're that senior leader of your home, of your community, of your business, like it starts with you. It starts with you saying like, Hey, yeah, it's okay to do this. And in fact, I want you to do it and I'm going to hold you accountable to doing it. And I think that, you know, man, it's allowed us to be, I've only been here for two and a half years, but I know that it, it gives me, allows me to be a better version of myself and, and is exciting to see what it does for the whole operation, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think definitely to piggyback off what Pat said and what you're saying there is we were actually, so we were just talking about this the other day, is we weren't, like, we were the same leaders back then as we are right now. We just weren't able to show that because that wasn't the way that we were leading people back then. We were more worried about that customer was first. It's always take care of them. We're still taking care of the customer, but we take care of our people, which in turn takes care of the company customers now so we are actually leaders are actually able to be leaders now like we are able to get out there and spend the time with our people and our team members and give them the support give them the coaching tools that they need to become a better leader or make a team member even better than um in the position of just being a chassis fabricator like you can be more than that and show them and give them the path now where before back then it wasn't that so i think that's a big huge culture change um to have personal development coaches now and to have leadership development coaches now so you have that support staff there for you as a leader where back in the day it wasn't like we talked like the gm did everything we were at the customer we were working getting the purchasing stuff figuring out i mean doing all that so we didn't really have the time to truly be the leader of our people so now that we can actually be the leader of our people and be out there every day and I mean, just so you think about it, we came back. So obviously, COVID hit, and we were sitting there, and um, we said to, we decided to give a, a rally cry a go, and blew some of our minds away on what came up there. And so we came up with a rally cry of the rent is due, success is leased every day. So we come into the day, or at least I do, and most of the leaders here on the complex is this success isn't owned every day. Like we have to come in here and pay the rent, and and make sure we're going out there and working with our team members every day, and getting the best out of them, and making sure that they go home to their families feeling that hey we had a great day i might be tired but i'm still gonna go home and spend time with my kids and 
be the best person they can be at home and, and their success at home is not owned every day either. They need to put the work in and, and make sure that they're taking care of their community and family at home also. So I think that's huge. And I mean, even during this crazy time, we were able to put, so for the rally cry to let our team members seriously put a video together, a, a rap video that we were able to show throughout the whole division and take what, 10 minutes, like 20 times throughout the complex here and maybe another 10 times there to take people off the line, out of production, to watch the pride that they have of a rap video that was made about just about the chassis division. I think that's huge to show the leadership that we have now and, and the growth that we've made as leaders to be able to do take time out of a day where we're 140% higher than what we thought we were going to be and to be able to do that is testimony to Jason and all the, the VPs and everybody of giving leaders to be able to actually be a leader nowadays. So there's so much there. Um, one thing too is just, you know, again, shifting the mindset on what does it mean to be a leader, mm-hmm. right? Like you, a lot of times we learn what it means to be a leader, to be a spouse, to be a parent from our example, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. it's like, oh, leaders yell and scream mm-hmm. and demand. And it's like, man, I might I might be a guy that loves inspiration and to really care for people. But when I come to work, I have to put on this whole other facade of Mr. Mean Man because now I'm the leader, right? <laughs> we see it with our football guys all the time too. It's like, it means to be a football player that we, we get all jacked up pregame and we bang our helmets together, you know? And it's like, well, is that really optimizing your performance? Some guys it might, some guys it might not. Like same with our leadership, right? Is like, we got to find that leadership identity that allows us to get the most out of our people, mm-hmm. you know, in their personal development and their professional development and stuff out the door. Yeah. So it's like redefining what is it at? What's the win? Mm-hmm. You know, what's our scoreboard yeah. here and, and making people's lives feel more congruent. It's not like I come to work and have to be one person and then I go right. home and have to be another person. So I think that that's a really powerful thing that for us to think about as people. And then, you know, the other part that you're talking about is that rally cry, mm-hmm. right? It was like, so if you, if you don't know what a rally cry is, we actually did an episode on this. So go back to one of our previous podcasts. But a rally cry is just really a short-term vision that your people can rally around, you know, and knowing that we're coming back at high demand, like that rally cry for chassis, they have nice little post-it notes stuck to their ugly Michigan jerseys that say rent is due. Um, and uh, and so that, that was their rally cry to make people, you know, that they could rally around. Hey, we're going to have to put a lot of hours in and we're going to have to come every day excited and, and, and juiced up to deliver. And I love that you've even, you know, translated that into people's personal lives like the rents do at home too mm-hmm. and sometimes we can let one side or the other slip um, if we're not intentional about it so I just love hearing both of your mindsets and heart sets and intentionality with which you approach your leadership right because it's an honor and a privilege for mm-hmm. us to serve as our people's leaders and you know you you both represent that so well for our company so thank you for that because every time I'm with you it's just invigorating <laughs> and, and you know challenges you know me to think about how can I be better mm-hmm. knowing what, what you guys do on a day-to-day basis as well. So as we wrap up here, one of the things that we like to do for our listeners is to just give some high-performance leadership training. So something specific that our, our listeners can do to develop themselves as a leader um, on the back end of this podcast. So I'll let you guys duke it out, whoever wants to go first on sharing that high-performance leadership training. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think about it as honestly that success isn't, isn't owned. So I go back to that rally cry. I think going into every day to be a better leader and to make sure, look yourself in the mirror when, when you get up early in the morning and you take that shower and say, okay, I'm going to go own that success today. And there is somebody out there that's trying to take that success away from you. And they want to come in and take that position and, and kind of come in and give it your all every day and, and know that 
you do have some team members walking through that door that might maybe didn't wake up with the same attitude that you have and making a difference for them in their life every day is my biggest takeaway of being a leader and coming in. And that's what I say is I have 760 people here on this complex that I make decisions for every day and I can make or break their, their day. And, and I always take that into effect and make sure I'm making the right decision there. And I was honestly listening to a, another podcast the other day. And I think one thing that if you can go back and think about every morning, what makes you the happiest or you're always happy when you're doing two things in life, when you're always working hard, you're never upset, right? If you think about when you're working hard in your yard, you're always happy. You're always happy they're doing it. Um, when you're working hard at work, you're happy. And then also supporting others and taking care of people in your community and your family. You're always happy when you're out doing acts of service, community days. Like you can you always see the camaraderie, everybody's smiling. So I think remembering every day what you're going in there to do is to, to be a servant leader and to serve all your team members. And, and that's going to make you happy as a leader. Like you're going to come in there with a smile on your face and then just working hard and making sure that you remember that success isn't owned every day and you have to go out there and own that success and, and make sure that you get it every day. So that's what the biggest takeaway that I, I've taken away here. I love it. Own those first thoughts when you wake up in the morning. What are you going to think about? Because what you're going to think about is going to determine how you walk through that door. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's awesome. Thanks, Steve. Pat, what, what you got for us? All right. So my my uh, my words of wisdom, if you will, you know, I talk about humor, Amber. I, 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 I want to encourage leaders to understand how valuable humor or ability to make people smile is. Uh, daily stresses can happen and, and can get heavy on people. Something something that has worked for me is I intentionally try and find ways to make people smile or laugh. I feel like I have a God-gifted ability to make everybody laugh, but that's me. My you wife do. would probably you say do. that I'm not that funny. <laughs> DJ Nitro yeah. comes out too. <laughs> but, but I would highly recommend when the timing is right, to, to use humor and not be afraid of that. Laughing in, in times of stress and situation is not a is not a hey you're not paying attention moment. It it can create creativity. It can allow half the room to just let everything out for a minute and laugh, and their entire thought process may change. So you know, along with all of those those things, really just making somebody smile. Um, there's nothing better as a leader making making somebody happy, making somebody smile. So. If you're if you're funny enough, or if you're courageous enough, and you've got a good joke, or you've got you know a situation that that could use a little bit of humor, I would recommend using that because it's powerful. Yeah, I, gosh, I love that. And there's so much good research too, just in the field of positive psychology around the importance of humor and laughter and what smile simply smiling does to just our hormonal changes in our body. And so what we know is that when the brain is in a positive state, it thinks more clearly, it thinks more creatively, and it problem solves better. Well, when things are going really well, guess what? You probably don't need that little extra boost of creativity or problem solving or clear thinking. But when things get tough or it's a tense moment or you're sitting down to a meeting where man, we got to solve this problem. Starting with getting people's minds in that positive state is not soft and fluffy. Like that's a performance enhancing strategy. And so figuring out how to leverage that humor piece is a really powerful tool in a a leader's toolbox. I personally am not that funny. So it's not my go-to strategy, but I'm a good laugher. So like if you can, if you can bring the jokes, I'll bring the laughs. I'm laughing at that Notre Dame hat. Hey, that's because you like winners. You smile when you see winners. (laughs) 
<laughs> winners get good stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, the chassis division is certainly a group of winners led by two winners I'm sitting here with. I just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we, we hope you, you got some great insights and perspectives in our time together. Uh, again, you've been listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. And if there's anything that we can do to come alongside you on your own leadership and cultural journey, please reach out to us directly, academy at lci1.com. Thank you so much and look forward to being with you soon. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components, Inc. Thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Thanks for listening.